listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson, brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's Andy Bellman. I'm Jared Watson, and this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland sports reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also, we are a part of Evergreen Podcasts. Well, uh, the Indians are staying afloat. And I said that like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and Andy was like, staying afloat? Well, now we really are at a point where we are staying afloat. But wait a minute. Are we really? Because we just swept the Orioles at home. We'll get into why they're staying afloat at this point. Because, well, Bieber's hurt and out for two weeks, and it's all hands on deck. Tito seems to think they're going to be able to do it, though. Uh, then we're going to jump into some Browns. Actually, we'll probably start with the Browns. Uh, mandatory minicamps kicking off. It looks like we've got a completely healthy Odell Beckham Jr. back. New faces all over Berea, and they all seem to be very happy and already clicking with other players on the team. It it seems like it's setting up to be everything that we hoped it would be this season. Uh, all smiles in Berea. So let's go ahead and jump into that, Andy. The Cleveland Browns, holy cow, they still make all of us smile. We don't have anything to worry about, right? Everything's great. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to everybody out there. Uh, there's a lot of Brown stuff to talk about, as uh, my partner just said. Um, Eli Morgan pitched today. For those of you saying who, that's right, Eli Morgan. Um, not Eli Manning. Eli Morgan pitched today for the Indians. Did a nice job, three and two-thirds. I thought he looked better. And the second uh, batter of the game got a, a shot right off his elbow. Um, but still pitch the game because that's where we're at with the Indians. And I'll get into their theory in a minute. There's a special thing, though, coming up that I want to leave off the show. Cleveland Cavaliers. And it's special to me. Oh. And I'm sure it's special to many people, I would think. We are going on the five-year anniversary of the Cavs winning the championship this Saturday. Oh. This is a big thing. And it's Juneteenth, and that is a huge day. And I'm not trying to steal away from that day. But for Clevelanders like myself and Jared and for everybody else, this is the five-year anniversary for when the Cavs came back to the Warriors 3-1, to one, winning in Oakland um, that night. It's going to be on the 19th. It's coming up to five-year, five-year. I was watching. It's funny. My, my son was the one who reminded me about it this week, and I was watching the highlights again from YouTube. And just that game brought back so many memories and so many things and how big that is and I wanted to leave off the show with this. I think it's a big deal. Um, I It's a five-year. It's a special year. It's not like it's four or six. And we did a show last year about it. And, Jared, I, I just – it still rings big smiles to me when I watch the highlights. The goosebumps are there. It's amazing. That's what I, I was bringing something on the Instagram account. It's amazing it's been five years since the 16 championship. Mm. Five years on Saturday. It's well, amazing. Um. It just makes me feel old, Andy. <laughs> me too. Me too, by the way. Me too. It makes me feel old because there's so much about that series. There are moments that are that, that are just ingrained in my memory forever. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing will ever – well, I shouldn't say that because you know what? When I was a kid and watching the Browns AFC Championship games, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but uh, w- when, when we talk about – um, just the, the worst moments when they went down three, one, I will never forget. I was, I was not even, I was not with people I even knew 
<laughs> dragged uh-huh. out to a bar restaurant, had driven five hours on a trip that should have been three hours. I've told the story a few times. Everyone's happy around me because they don't care. They're not Cavs fans. And I'm miserable. I'm mm-hmm. miserable. Right? I'm just absolutely miserable. And then I sat at the end of the game and I said, well, if they're going to do it, they got to do what no one has ever done. And holy shit. Every game after that was just amazing. It's amazing. amazing. It's amazing. Draymond Green's kicking the balls. Don't kick people in the balls. Changed the whole series. And that was the proper call. Mm. It's amazing. It's Mm. been five years. It's amazing how much things have changed. That's the other thing, too. I mean, on the Cavs, the last stalwart is Kevin Love. Everybody else on that team has moved on. Delva Dova, I guess, is technically still on the team. But from everything I'm reading, it's not coming back. So this it's just it's just so well, and, amazing. And Verizal, <laughs> Verizal too. All right, Andy. But I, I just that championship and watching it back, <clears throat> it's so special what the Cavs did in '16. It's so special when you're listening to Van Gundy and Tim Green and Mark Jackson do the call. That game was so close. It was so tight. Um, games five and six, five was a wonderful 40 and 40 by LeBron and Kyrie. And then six was a blowout mouthpiece being thrown and seven is what we're going through now. And Jared, it, it, I just hope everybody out there is a Clevelander, which I'm supposing you are listening to the show that you need to drink a cup, watch whatever you want to watch to relive it, but you need to relive it because it's very, very special. And it's something that we, don't talk about enough because LeBron has left and Kyrie has left and Kevin Love has kind of, you know, gone to this weird bubble phase. It's a wonderful night. It was a wonderful week ahead with a parade. And I just think it's crazy. It's been five years, five years since the Cavs won and everything changed. Everything changed. Am I allowed to be that guy who's a little bitter about the fact that 2016 was it? Am I allowed to be a little bit bitter that we didn't get 2015 like we probably would have uh, had we not uh, been forced uh, to deal with a Kyrie knee and, uh, and Kevin Love. Love getting his arm ripped off, who Kelly Olenek is still a guy that I would punch right in the nose if I saw him in the street, no questions it's asked. It's funny. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Do you want the first thing my son brought up? We should have won back-to-back in 15. Should've. Cameron Billman said that. That was his first Should have. Should have. And, we, and we know that the Warriors knew that because they brought in KD. It's just amazing of a feat. Everybody, again, Juneteenth has a special ring for many reasons, and they're all great. For us Clevelanders, that is also the anniversary of everything being flushed. It was a great night. Yes. It was a wonderful celebration. Yes. It's, it was Camelot for all of us for a week. And I just think we should all take a moment to remember it. It's been five years. It's been five years since well, that Andy, championship. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing, yeah. mate. Anyways, I want to leave off the show with that because I think it's a very cool. It changed everything. It was such a great night, and I want to lead off with that stuff. Now to our current day, hopefully turning around things. Um, I love Baker Mayfield this week. Cleveland Browns. And I'll tell you a perspective that I try to do. Um, you know, I listen to Baker. My God, he has done such a great job. He sounds fantastic. Um, talking about his contract, saying that is a beautiful beer mug, Matt Brocious. Thank you for pointing it out, Matt Brocious. Yeah, Struthers. This is Chucky Beals. This is my uh, stepdad's who passed away two years ago. Yeah. And, and I'd like to say we're we're not sponsored, but um, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. <laughs> nah. Always, nah. Always, nah. Yeah. This is this 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 commemorates the 1978 state uh, championship girls basketball team. 
Ah, and this commemorates a, a medium black hot. So the thing is that <laughs> that uh, Baker Mayfield to us is our guy. We love him since the second half. The Bengals game has been just on fire. What I did though is I'm like, I wonder what everybody else nationally is thinking. So I poked my head in, and what's very soothing to me, Jared, is Sims. You know, Baker Mayfield sounds like a confident young quarterback. Other people I was listening to on different networks, boy, he just sounds like the leader. Sounds like he is taking that next step already as a leader. Doesn't mean on the field, but as a leader. And we all saw him take the next step. You want a playoff game in Pittsburgh? That's a huge step. It is amazing. You know, we talk about the how far it's been since the Cavs championship. It's remarkable what's happened to Baker Mayfield in eight and was it eight months since that Bengal game? But two years ago. From when it was Duke Johnson meltdown at OTAs to Baker Mayfield doing proclamations, this has been settled. And I thought Baker's press conference is just a wonderful. I I just thought he came off so well this week. I really did. Well, really uh, listen, there's so much more uh, that you can have fun with now mm-hmm. when you're these guys because you're not out there, especially Baker, trying to learn a new system. Mm-hmm. Just think about what that does for the kid. Four coaches in his first couple of years, and finally it's settled down. Finally, they've got the guy. Finally. <clears throat> so that makes a million. I mean, it's just there's it's night and day, Andy. Yep. It's night and day when you could come in, know what you're gonna do, know how you're gonna run things, and then just add on to it. Yep. Add on to it, expand you know, what you do and you feel comfortable because it's all the same faces and the guys that they're bringing in get everyone excited on the yeah. field and us as fans. Mm-hmm. When you've got Jadavian Clowney walking in going, it feels like a family already. We've got each other's backs. Yeah. I've never lined up with, with another guy opposite of me that yeah. is even close to being equal to me on athletic ability. When he's talking about like this, this is going to be fun. This is not smoke and yeah. mirrors. This is not Freddie taking over and and it just sounded wild and fun. This is like, it's not, I know we say on paper, but it's a little bit more than that. And we can all feel it. And it really does start with Baker. Um, Andy, I want to say this though, too, as, as he is focused, he cares about winning. He knows that the contract stuff and the extension stuff will take care of itself. He doesn't care about it. And I believe him when he says that. But I will say this too, when teams know that they've got their guy, when teams know that it's working between coaches, coaching staff, and quarterback, when they know that this can go somewhere, they don't wait. They don't wait. So I, I, I do not see any reason for this, this extension for Baker to be dragged out. You know what this is going to get you, and it's Super Bowl. You know that it's going to get you there. Agreed. You I don't even gotta, think it's a, you gotta do the you gotta get the extension done and you gotta get it done soon. And by the way, they will. You know why? Absolutely. I, tr- I trust Andrew Barry. I I I know it's gonna get done. I know Andrew Barry's talking to Chubb and Ward and trying to figure out ways to bring them back. Now, yeah. will they both come back? I don't know. But they're definitely gonna talk to them and try to bring them back. To Jared's point, I mean, what kind of things are we talking about this year? Well, could Drell Hodge make the team? He played well last year. There's debate he may not make the team. That's how tight this team wow. is. Because Donovan Peoples-Jones is making the club. Hollywood Higgins, making the club. This is going to be a breakout year for DPJ. I have a feeling. Everyone keeps saying that. And you know, I love it. 
I'm telling you, I think Hollywood's going to be good. Um, I, I I love the clowning stuff too. I was looking it all up this week. Um, I, I just thought the whole week was, again, a success. You and I talked about this two weeks ago, so I'm going to bring it up now. Are we done overanalyzing who didn't show up to these stupid uh, unmandatory practices? That was the biggest nonsense. No one cared by today. A week later, did anybody give a shit? That was just wasted oxygen. No one cares. No one cares. Well, and Andy. No one cares. We said it. I, I scolded everyone who had a problem with it. Stop it. Stop Doesn't it. Doesn't Stop matter. it. Because guess what? They're all there now. And guess what else? Odell Beckham Jr. looks better than he did last year, according to a lot of folks on the field. Looks. Odell looks Beckham Jr. is 100%. Yes. Now. Do you want me to give you some nickel and dimes things? I can do nickel and dime. What, Baker I, threw I, an I, interception on seven on sevens cares? today? <laughs> that's nickel and dime. By the way, it's nickel and dime. That's what yeah. I was not going to bring up. Yeah. Cleveland.com um, did recognize that Hooper and, and Joker were dropping passes in practice. Do we want to nickel and dime that a little bit early? Um, no. No, but we we knew. I mean, we know. You know, like, we know. You know, we're not going to rely. I mean, we rely on tight ends, but we're not going to rely I'm biting, on tight ends. I, I'm biting my tongue on both gentlemen. I'm going to bite my well. Because the tight end position, I know my heart is fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But I, don't, I, I still don't understand how Njoku's dropping passes, though. Or who, uh, I don't understand it. Please. Again, I'm going to bite my tongue. I'm going to be positive. I'm gonna All bite right, my go tongue. ahead. <laughs> but I, I did like what Baker said. I like how he came off as a leader. He spoke as someone who is a veteran quarterback. By the way, he is now. You're in year four. You've you've gone to a playoff game. You have won a playoff game on the road against your rival. So you have grown. I felt like he grew. Chubb was Chubb. You love him. Nothing's going to bother him about this contract. Right. He gets held up. You know he's going to give a haul out. And then, you know, Denzel Ward was Denzel Ward. He obviously loves it here. He's from the area. He wants to come back. All those great things we're here to say. I thought the secondary story is what you hit on is Clowney. Uh, the only thing I'll say is for people, um, you know, Clowney is very, very, very happy. There's no doubt he is not hiding how enthusiastic the team is and how enthusiastic he is to play. He is, out of everything we've done, OBJ too. I'd actually put it Clowney number one. If he can play to somewhat of what we think he can do, and Miles Garrett, folks, forget it. You're not going to be talking about linebackers. You're not going to be talking because the two defensive ends are just going to be attacking. And what I enjoyed about Clowney, he did not say me. He said Miles Garrett. He said Tack McKinley. He brought up Walker. He brought up other people's names on defense. He likes Johnson. I, I, I just love it's all about the team. OBJ, it's all about the team. There was no noise. I thought this was a great week for him. He came off very well. And then the jewel in my eye toward I, – I've said this all year. You're going to hear it. This is the 90s Indians. This is the 2015, 16, 17 Cavs. Yeah. Th this team is rock and roll good. <clears throat> Folks, this is this, – this, we've been saying it. You're going to hear it all. you got to make the Final Four. You have to make the Final Four. This team is ready to make the Final Four. You've got to get to the AFC Championship game, and this team is ready for it. There's a lot of high expectations, but they are ready for it. So ready for it. Um, do we want to nitpick? Uh, what do we think? What do we think of the 
chemistry that uh, Odell and Baker will have this season. Lord knows that's going to be a storyline, and it's probably going to be one early. I, I have a feeling they're going to figure a lot of this stuff out. Um, I have a feeling that they already have been working some of these things out. I just think it's going to work. I just know what I know. When you and I have done this show the last two years with OBJ and Baker, it's been a story right from the front. Yeah. It is not even a story right now. Right. There's no noise. There's no nothing. I think the OBJ and Baker experience will be a at times a roller coaster. It might be all up. Maybe we never come down. Maybe we all go up and we get excited. I think it's going to be buckle up. Right now it's really good. I've learned in this thing. Take it day by day, take week by week. This was a great week. Everything came off really well. Everybody's really happy. There wasn't some, oh, my gosh, someone's holding out. Oh, my God, this guy, he has a bum ankle. We've had that. I'm telling you, go back and listen to Cleveland Beyond. The 2019 OTAs was the biggest shit show you will ever go through. Duke Johnson declaring war. Baker Mayfield having wild press conferences. Wild press conferences in June. It was so – do you remember that two years ago? Because there was it no was guidance so, and because he was uh, frustrated and because it just uh, was a shit show because they – because because it was it was like watching Freddie try to wrangle cats. <laughs> People – we should play it. That June OTA in 19 was exhausting. And it was daily big news. Yeah. It wasn't like small things. It was like daily big news. Big news. Duke Johnson's pissed. Baker's pissed at Duke Johnson. OBJ's doing stuff over here. It was just insane. Yeah. To see how far that came up from this, from, from today's great. Manny Blasdale, miss you, brother. Hope oh, Manny. Thanks for tuning um, in, brother. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everything's well in Carolina. It just gives you hope. There's a lot of hope here, but the hope is real. I've still heard some other people drop the other shoe. Um, here's the storylines I think are dead. The OBJ one's fair. We can keep that all. I, I'm not naive. That's fair. Clowning playing well. Fair. I, I, I'm fine with that. He's got to prove some things. Great. New defense with Joe Woods. Fair. You can say that. I'm Tight ends catching that. the ball. Tight ends catching the ball. I get it. Done. Storylines I don't want to hear about anymore. It's the fancy or good coach. I don't want to hear that. I haven't heard that. That's good. Baker Mayfield, is a, he's, he's a quarterback. I don't want to hear that anymore. Um, I, I don't want to hear about like, oh, the defense, like offense. Well, who's going to carry? They're all good. This is all encompassing now. They're like linebacker. Well, I'm worried about linebacker. I'm stop it. There's so many good players. Like, don't don't pick apart certain things. Like, even I, even I, who am worried about the kicker, even I'm putting that in the back burner because that's how good I really think this team is, Jared. Really do. Um, same, same, Andy. Um, because I think we're at a point where we used to like all we had as Browns fans were things to bitch about, right? Correct. It's what we have grown up on. It's what we um, are used to. So it's in our nature. Um, you know, in the same way that New York. City fans are really shitty and awful to their teams, right? <laughs> <laughs> in a very different way. Us as Cleveland fans, we're used to being shit on, and then we're used to just being miserable, and then we're used to just commiserating and bitching about 
why can't they do this? Why can't they do that? Why can't they do this? Why, why can't is they all do these that? fires? Why, why, like, like, why are we hanging our every breath on a rookie press conference? <laughs> like, there's been some. There's been some really dumb, dumb, dumb stuff that people have been upset about with this team. Like I said, I guess that. Like I said, what Baker threw an interception with the seven on sevens. I hear people were grumbling about that. Like what? Oh, stop it! What? Stop it! Stop it! OTAs? What? Stop it! Stop it! Like stop looking for shit. This stop team it. is amazing. Don't you're gonna see it? This. Don't nickel and dime this. No, because you're gonna run stop. around being miserable and you're not gonna enjoy. You're gonna look back and say, "Wow, I should have just relaxed enjoy and enjoyed it. this ride." Enjoy it. Hey. Yeah. In a preseason game, you want to you want to you want to get knuckles worried. I can understand that. This isn't even that. It's a practice. It's a practice. Manny Blasdell, thank you for loving the new setup on Facebook. Thank you. Love your setup, Manny. By the is way, what setup? is going on in Coach Kville? Retiring. Shocking. After this year, I know Jared's all over it. But like, <laughs> means nothing to me. By the way, we're going to do a whole bunch of college football previews. This is back to normal. I mean, granted, Coach K, great. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, wonderful. Uh, yeah, we'll do a bunch more. But once the Browns pass, we got to do something in July. Um, I, I mean, we love the tribe. We got to do something. Um, so, oh, no, don't talk about how oh, Manny. I did not bring up Manny on Facebook. Brought up a sore subject about Coach K. Oh, I know. It's a. It's going to be a legendary rollout the red carpet for Coach K. Yeah, Rocking absolutely. chairs. Canes. He, he deserves it. Great. No, he, look, I'm teasing, man. He's a wonderful look. What he's done is a wonderful coach. He's played in some of the bigger college basketball games in my and Jared's generation. Is a lot of gold medals good, too, brother. Gold medals impacting the game. Um, I, I mean, he, I think he started at Duke at 80, and so I mean, it's when I grew up, I can't get over how a college like that with that small arena would become the focal point of February and March big games <clears throat> every year. If you knew Duke was on and there's only 8,000 people in that little, in that arena, but boy, you'd be watching every second. And coach K was a big reason why you were watching. I am. Uh, I'm grabbing the wheel and ripping it right back to the Browns. Uh, I do You're welcome, want Manny to address, Blasdale. I'll have more on this on the Instagram show. Maybe not. I more. do want to address the Miles Garrett situation regarding his recovery from COVID. A reminder, folks, that this is a guy too that we were we 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 weren't yep. seeing the best of last season. Um, after he came back from COVID, uh, mm-hmm. he was struggling. He has asthma, and it was exacerbated, obviously, because of COVID. And it took him a long time. But if you followed him on Instagram and watched his videos, uh, the guy is a freak of nature. Mm -hmm. The guy is a beast. And he seems, again, this is someone that I don't think we think about as needing to pay attention to wondering whether he's at 100% or not, like we were thinking about Odell. But we do. And I think he's there, too, from all indications. So... Do we see, I know we're talking about Clowney lining up across from him. Do we see peak Miles Garrett this season? Do yeah. we see that D uh, defensive player of the year mentality out of Miles Garrett this season? It's another thing that I just sit there and I go, oh boy, I'm just going to chill 
and I'm going to, I'm going to ride this mother. I'm just going to sit here and watch it because this is all stuff that I sit here and I stew over in my own head. Jared, how's it going to play out? And Jared, I can't see it. Not playing out well. It's Jared, going to be ridiculous. Before Miles Garrett got COVID, how well was he playing? Yeah. Yeah. You well, pick a pick a game, Bengals game, big strip. You ever see a guy go to like you know break a forty five degree angle mm. on a on a, you know to get around to get around a defender? Like the guy runs sideways around people. He the 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 Bengals game on two, Thursday, big strip sack in that game, big strip sack. Washington really at times just won that game on his shoulders. He was just running around the field. It was the Browns. And that was one of the few days the Browns offense was not in gear. Colts game, big safety, huge safety in that game. Huge. Cowboy game, big strip sack early in the game to, to keep momentum with Cleveland. He had big moments in all the big victories early on in the year. He was huge. Couldn't stop him. Couldn't stop him. Manny Blasdale on Facebook, who are you guys most excited for this upcoming upcoming season? Mine is JJ. That's probably going to be a consensus. I will go first. I am actually on the road where Jared hit on with Peoples Jones. I will go one more step. I think Hollywood Higgins is going to be big. I think we should all remember that. You can talk about OBJ, and I'm happy to talk about it. Hollywood Higgins, folks. When the money was on the line last year, it was Hollywood. So I don't think anything differently this year. Oh boy, I most excited. Honestly, Andy, it's really difficult for me to just name one player. Uh, what I'm actually most excited for, outside of the fact that, look, like like Van Pelt believes, I believe this offense is going to be turned up to 11 and 12 and 13, right? They're, you're blowing speakers out with this offense this year. But defensively, I, when I'm talking about just the entire defensive unit, that is going to be the difference in leaving after the Chiefs game and getting to the Super Bowl. That is where we're at right now with the Browns, right? You, I mean, we've climbed yes. those steps. We're there. So I am most excited to see the improvements on defense overall. That is what I am looking forward to. That's a good answer. I'll give you one more. I can't wait to see this year. I think the Browns are really going to score a lot of points early. I can't wait for when the score is like, you know, 10 points, middle of fourth quarter, <clears throat> and you just hand the ball off to Chubb. And you hand the ball off to Kareem Hunt. Then you hand the ball off to Chubb. And then you hand the ball off to Kareem Hunt. And you just watch that fucking clock go tick, 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 tick. It is one of the more beautiful things in sports. When you have those kind of people out there, that's right, dog. When you have those kind of people out there, that's right, dog. Get excited. Like when you have that kind of ability to be like, I'm just going to hand off these two. There are so many weapons. There are so many things that are in play this year that makes it very, very exciting. Very exciting. In fact, I'd say the only question marks, which I'm not going to do today, so I don't want to do it. It's special teams. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to say that for Yeah, let's not do that today. Let's just not. I will say that was my only. You want a question yeah. mark? I could definitely put some question marks on <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, honestly, that's where it's at. And then one last thing. I, this has been eating at me, and I know it's dumb, and it's been at the back of my mind, but it's been there, um, especially ever since uh, Jarvis Landry's uh, softball tournament, which, by the way, God bless the crowds, everything. Insane. I'm glad you brought um, this up. Keep going. Um, 
man, uh, you talked about Njoku and Hooper dropping the ball. Can we just trade them both to Kansas City and get Travis Kelsey? That's the most absurd thing that I've ever said. It's never going to happen. There's nothing like that. But my point, the reason I'm even bringing this up is talk about like the one piece on offense that you know would just fit perfectly, wants to be here, is from here, and would kill it in the position. Travis I'll- Kelsey, oh, my good God. Mark what a word. bummer that what a bummer that he's not here. Agreed. I'll, I'll go one step further and make you feel better. Because I think this guy will play better. I think Harrison Bryant's gonna play much better this year. I really do. I mean, I mean, hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I think Harrison Bryant's yeah, you're play right. Much I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll have those sophomore improvements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I he was that far off last year. I thought Harrison Bryant got a bit of the drops. When you do that as a rookie, you start to go, you put your hand head in the sand. COVID, I mean, his season kind of unraveled. Yeah. Would not be surprised if Harrison Bryant plays better. Now, all that to be said, with tight end real quickly, Hooper, we all laugh. He is consistent and he's a good tight end. Yeah, he's not catch great. the ball fall down. I mean, he's walking on glass, but we all laugh, but he'll catch the ball. I will yeah. say in third and eight, he'll catch that eight yard out. So that, that, and that's take shots. He'll take, take shots. shots. And I Joku, I, I won't do that today. But anyways, I, I, I do think well, Harrison Bryant, I think Harrison Bryant is something that I was, I have not read about yet. And I, and whatever, who cares? Well, I really thought his first five or six games were really well. And I thought I can, he got the drops and I think he'll be back up. I, really I can think. tell you, I can tell you even already in the fantasy football world, um, which some of you might be plugged into, some of you might not. But already at this point, uh, the questions about Njoku are there, um, and the questions uh, will remain there. Uh, what we hear about Njoku, even in the fantasy football world, is is he even going to be able to uh, beat out that young man for, to, to be second? Strength. We'll see. He is right now second tight end, but this is June. Um, going back to the softball game, I I, I guess maybe I, I, I do – and look – We've all lived the 80s, and the city was in brown and orange. That <clears throat> softball game, when I saw the highlights and I saw the photos, I was like, holy shit. There's actually more buzz and participation about that compared to the 4-1 comeback to 5-4 victory for the Tribe on Saturday. By the way, it was a great win. And I and I I had people laughing. Great I go, win. I mean, great win. And you wouldn't know it. <laughs> I was talking about it was. By the way, for people who didn't see it, four one, nobody on, two outs, game is dead. I mean, you've never felt more dead. And the Indians won the game. You wouldn't know it. It, it just tells you, and it's nothing as the Indians, but it tells you the hype that is the Browns machine. And I think for people who are still nervous, Nellies relax it's all good it's expectations and what will i will say this from my study of sports there will be moments bears play up browns then plays up it's a white knuckler that only makes your team better as you march towards the playoffs because teams you're going to get your best shot from these teams even even silly things like you know the texans the lions these aren't good teams hey you're going to get their best shot they're you're going to get off you're going to get the top rope uh, elbow well, it's okay, and you'll be ready for it. But it, this is stuff that will be happening. It's okay. This team is ready for him. Time. I mean, it's just like when the Cavs in in, in 15, mm-hmm. 16, 17, everybody came with their best. Everybody yep. came with, and they're gonna do the same thing with the Browns this yes. season. 
everyone's going to come with their best. And we talk about this too. Coaches love to say it all the time. It's always that bulletin board material talking about where teams find themselves is in and through that, you know, that, uh, that adversity. So as corny as it sounds, it's, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing uh, more to say about it. I mean, it's, they're going to face adversity. They're going to have to push forward. People are going to get injured. We're going to have to deal with, you know, a next man up here or there. It's a guarantee. So yeah, yeah, like, 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 you know, we know, we know where this team is going to go. But we also know it's not going to be easy, right? We're yeah. we're a little bit yeah. cocky. Hey, it's, it's but- all true. Like, like the Broncos come out, they're up ten nothing on Thursday night. The Browns are flat. All we'll have some of those moments. There's no question. These yeah. teams are going to play up for the Browns, yeah, as they should. So that you're going to have some weird wonky moments. It'll be fine. Just breathe in the oxygen and push out the carbon monoxide. It'll yeah. be okay. I'm telling you, but the celebrity softball game. What was being played? I'm not quite sure. I don't get into that. I thought stuff. it was more of a home run derby. I have no idea. I don't know. It's fine. And by the way, I love it. I don't care. I don't care. Like I am the worst guy for these things. I'm like, I didn't watch a second, but it was exciting and it was great to see the fans getting excited. I thought that was very cool. Yes, I thought that was very cool. And I thought Landry did a great job with it, and I really thought that was another moment in COVID backwards. Felt normal. Look normal. Yep. Everybody's in. And by the way, um, right before we get the Indians, progressive field being filled too on that Friday night was awesome. Oh, so there's, there's, how beautiful was that to see? Yeah, it was really, really good. Like, there's it, a lot. It really was. A lot of good stuff. Um, my last thought on this is, I think it's good for the Browns to take a nap. Um, I don't really care to yeah. hear about like, hey, there's some dude out in the bar. Hey, there's some dude. I, you know what? Let them party. Let them have some fun because this is going to be a grind of a season. Yeah. So I'm glad they're getting out. I'll be, I think the month off is good for all of us because we need to get recharged. And the nice thing is, Jared, unless I'm missing it, there really is no overhanging question now. Like there's no weirdness. There's no Duke Johnson sagas. It's all pretty much buttoned up. I mean, I get, I wouldn't even get too wrapped up into like extension Baker. It'll figure itself out. It's all right. It's nice. This is the first time. There's no mystery. Last year was COVID on top of a new coach. There's none of that. There really isn't. I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see that mysterious storyline this year. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm too naive. Well, too and I just, and again, what, what do we say to everybody? Like, just enjoy the ride. Don't look for yeah. things to get frustrated for. Yeah. Don't look for cracks in the dam. No, all right. Don't, they don't, don't they don't it. exist. Like put your, fine. Magnifi- put your magnifying glass away, <laughs> you know, your OSHA inspection, you know, uh, kits and looking for, for cracks in the foundation or whatever this, get the, get the fuck out of here. Don't worry about it. Fine. Chill out. Chill out. Sit on your couch with a blood pressure that's lower than you're used to it being and watch the games. We're going to get, I mean, seriously, let's just enjoy this season. And you know what the most important stat for OBJ is? Like three months away. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know what the most important stat is for OBJ, for people who wonder? The most important stat for OBJ is the Browns win total. That's the most important stat. The dub. That's it. The dub. Did Did they win 13, 14 games? Okay, great. You only have yards. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, but he, when he but, but Baker targeted them five times and he only had two catches. And blah, blah, blah. I don't care. They don't win. Care. Yeah, they won. All right, cool. Does not matter. And this seems to be the Fine. all thing. So we turn the page. The Browns kind of go bye bye. I would not be surprised. Is something oh, Brownsville always something something maybe fun? Who knows? I will say I think this is gonna be a dormant period. I I, I actually think everybody will take a coma. And you know, enjoy some fireworks and see you in late July. 
I don't really see much here. I just don't. Unless I'm missing it. I don't Fine really by see. me. We'll just talk Indians. Yep. So let's talk about the Indians. So Cleveland Indians. For everybody out there, we're gonna play a great game. Who's your starting pitchers? Pitchers, 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 pitchers. I don't know. Well, we know Aaron Savali. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody knows Aaron Zavali. Yeah. Who started today? Eli Morgan. I gave you that at the top of the show. Very good. How's that? Uh, yeah. Nice young man. Had a second bat of the game. Elbow. Uh, line drive right off the elbow. Yu Chang caught it. Got the out. And then Eli Morgan, as he caught the ball, doesn't go to his arm. Goes, yes! <laughs> as he catches the ball in the air. It's a very cool moment. Who was your other two starting pitchers? Who's Mejia? Juan, I thought he Juan was a catcher. Carlos Mejia? No, he's very good pitcher. <laughs> no, we traded okay. that guy a handful of yes. years ago. Oh, my God. That's right. I remember Mejia. Remember that? Yeah, I watched him in Lynchburg. No, my God. That's yeah. <laughs> way yeah. back to the days. But Mejia's your other. And then Qual Control, our favorite longtime reliever, is now back to being starting pitching. And then there's the Q, the question mark. The Bieber injury, obviously, please, Zach. Look. I have never felt this way as an Indians fan in a long time. This is pure survive and advance. You know why they're winning these games? There's a team. The hitting has really improved. Oh, um, yes. They, they have come hitting with speed. men on base and base. in scoring position has been night and day. There's two guys that have given a jolt. One is Bobby Bradley. The oh. second is Ahmed Rosario, who is on uh, fire. Fire, fire. Actually hitting. Actually hitting almost 300. I mean, he is really, really. I mean, we can on. we can talk about how, you know, Lindor for the Mets has brought his batting average up from like 185 to 211 they're or something like that. With him. Fine. Yeah, they're, he's and, finally getting cheers again in, in New York. Hey, That's great. I, I, I'll say this, and I love Ahmed Rosario. Now, he still can't catch. <laughs> But he right. can hit. Now, that's where Lindor is killing us because Lindor's glove is really being missed because the Indians' shortstop situation, it, Ahmed Rosario is doing better, but boy, he was doing so bad. You could only go up. Um, the defense is still an issue. The, the hitting's been there. This bullpen is locked down solid. The, welcome to the law firm of Shaw, Karen Chak, and Class A. They get outs and big spots. They're all nasty. And then the third thing to what Jared asked at the top, why? They're playing teams like the Mariners, the Orioles, the oh, yeah. Pirates, the Twins. They're playing bad teams. They're going on a you nine You have game, to win these games. These games. And that's why Francona is the best. He is managing these games like playoff games. Why? Gobble up these wins. He's doing such a good job. That that what I saw the other night um, was, was last night. So last night was Wednesday night. He had Shaw. He had Karen Jack. He had Klasse in those games after playing two straight days. Why? Because they needed the win, and they needed those guys to close it down. Well, they did. This is, and I, I think this was a, yeah, it was a Paul Hoynes article, and and he opened up this article with the line, I love this line. No one is better at convincing twenty six players, along with an entire organization, to grab the same end of a rope and pull hard in one direction than Terry Franco. Yeah, very true. Good line. No one's better, and that is such a such a great analogy for what he is doing with these guys. Now, I think there's there's a couple of things here at play. One, 
he knows they've got nothing to lose, right? And we've been in this yeah. position before. You got nothing to lose, so you might as well Correct. go out there and work your asses off and don't put your heads down, you know, in between Correct. your legs and, and cry point. because Bieber's hurt, right? So that's yep. one part of it. The second part of it is they're very young, so they're easy to convince. They're easy to bu- get buy-in from because hey, they're if like – you ever want a starting job, here's your chance. If here's you're your a chance. 20-something – who's playing under Terry fucking Francona, you're probably still in awe at times a little bit, right? Example, you, like, A, Bradley make- Zimmer. Bradley Zimmer's really taking advantage of his opportunity. Which, Coop- by the way, yeah, that surprised me because I did not think that relationship hey. actually out of all of them was going to work. Um, Zimmer has really settled down. His glove, and by the way, they need to play him in center field a lot more. And his then glove settles that outfield down. The other thing is something that I believe, I think it might've been uh, Matt Underwood who was talking about it today. Uh, it, I think him and Rick were talking about how a lot of these guys don't just, so in, in normal seasons where a team has their identity, which I, which we've said, Andy, I told, I said it, they're not going to have their identity. They're not going to have their lineup. They're not going to have anything squared away until after the all-star break and maybe even a half a month, if not more after the all-star break, they're still, I mean, they're just going to not, it's just not going to happen. But the thing that's working for these guys is in a normal season, you bring up a Bobby Bradley and that's it. And he's buying He's by himself and he's trying to fit in with those guys with that 26 man roster. And those guys that are there, you are talking about guys now who are all young, who are all coming up. And a lot of them have played together. A lot of them have played together in AAA, a lot of them know each other. So they're not coming up and thinking and seeing nothing but big league faces and they don't know each other. They all know each other because they're all coming up kind of at the same time. And so they feel comfortable together. And so that's a that's that third thing that I believe has really been playing into this. Now we can talk about Owen Miller getting sent back down. Look, that's going to happen. Bobby it's Bradley going it to happened. happen. Bobby happen Bradley Bobby. Two, two years ago. Don't I mean it happened look, to Bobby look, Bradley to the point where there were guys who didn't think he was ever going to turn out to yeah. be what we needed him to be. And by, by, by the way, Jim Tomey, he got sent down in the early nineties. It happens yeah. a lot. Don't Owen Miller needed to go down. Mm-hmm. I, I okay now I'm gonna go in the opposite end. All right, I'm gonna get to going. I I am concerned about this guy. I have defended and I really like Tristan McKenzie. I really do. I I like his energy. I like his pizzazz. He's got a special movement on his ball when he throws. He does. That was alarming on Saturday. For people who didn't see, he only got two outs, and he's lucky to get two outs in that game. He got pulled out two thirds of it. He only got through. He only got through two outs. That was alarming. That is the one thing I saw. I'm like, well, he's going to get sit back down. Gotta say, he's been tussling back and forth. And I thought that start in his, and I I give him so much credit. He's very honest. And I think Tristan still will work out, but he talked about his nerves and he talked about his energy level. And I, that one. So here's my thought. Here's my thought on this, Andy. Here's here's what I think we do. Here's I mean, if this is coach, this is Coach Watson here. Hi, Coach. Uh, let him work out. Let him work out for a little bit down in AAA. Let him let him figure some things out. Let him get those nerves. Let calm whatever. He comes back up one more time. He comes back up one more time. Right? If he's he holds it, to. if he holds it, he's going to have to. If he if he holds it together, good. If he doesn't, he doesn't. You you're not going to be able to bring him back up this season. But he will be back next season. I, I, I genuinely believe 
that that kid is going to be in this rotation at some point in a perm, like he'll figure it out. I just, I really do. And it might not be this season. It really might not be this season. I agree. But for the first time I need to see it now. Yeah. 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 That's why I say he comes up one more time. And if he can't, then you got to send him down for, for good. And that's the the other part. That's the other part of this equation of starting pitching. Logan Allen's not being brought up. Why? Because they don't think he's ready again. So McKenzie and Allen, who were at the beginning of the year starting rotations, it's easy to point out Bieber and Plesak. Your other two, four or five starters are sent back down. So they're not pitching well. Mm-hmm. That's why we're going with Eli Morgan, who Juan Carlos Mejia. Oh it, yeah, it, because you don't. These other two guys, Allen and it's McKenzie, a, haven't proven that they're ready yet. Well, it's it, it, that kind of works to the team's advantage a little bit in the sense that they're not expecting. Uh, you know, full games out of these guys. You want right. four solid innings out of these starters as they come up, maybe five. Now that does put pressure on that bullpen, but the bullpens, I'm it's not figured, worried right now. I don't feel like they're strained at the moment. At the, the moment. Orioles, Pirates, that's where that's right. Schedule and really that's probably, here. and that's probably why yeah. I don't feel that way. No, no, right. <laughs> but and this team way, also, you got to win these games. We've talked about it. These are the ones you got to win. Gobble up these wins. And this Everyone. right now, I think the stat was this right now with this Indians record, this is the best record they've had with Tito since he's been there at this point <laughs> in the season. They are 10 games above 500 right now. Well, here's the thing, too, that really played in the Indians' favor. And we were complaining about it, but it was good. They played the Yankees and the White Sox a lot earlier this year. They also played teams like the Cubs that were better, and they pushed them early. I'm glad they played those games because yeah. it's made them play up to these teams that were bad. Usually the Indians, for whatever reason, they play lousy April and May schedules, and then the tougher teams come on. They got a lot of those games. Early. Now, they've not played the Rays, who were very good. But they played the White Sox a lot, and I think that's helped out this team a lot. They played the Yankees early on. I like that. It gave this team like, hey, you've got to measure up if you're going to play up against these teams. I think those games early on have really helped the tribe. And as the year goes on, they have not played as many with the Royals yet. They, they Again, they have a big 10-day, nine-game road trip. They play three in Pittsburgh. You better win all those guys. You play two in Chicago, split, okay, against the Cubbies. And then you go back and you play four against the twins in minnesota you have got to split those games at least if not went over but to jared what he's saying what i saw last night on wednesday in that game three against the orioles that was it felt like a playoff game because it was because tito knows i gotta win this game i cannot be going in there because we love this right now and for this podcast it'll probably be another fun podcast on mondays the pirates stink pirates are terrible Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you think that, I mean, listen, it's funny. It's, it's funny that, I mean, the pirates and the Orioles are, are, are kind of, I mean, they're, 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 they're kindred spirits regarding their defense. So the Indians defense is bad. The Orioles are worse. Yeah. Sliding in the outfield, major league type stuff. Oh man. I mean, how about Jose? How about the, how about the hot box? That was just a complete fucking meltdown. Why are you tossing to a guy who's not at second? Because you're, because you're, because you didn't get a guy over to second base, which by the way, I mean, like how did that rotation not work? 
And then third base is wide open. Like it was just insane. J Ram, by the way, is awesome. I love he that is the ultimate. <laughs> I, I, I love I, him I, so much. I want I, I J Ram is really the ultimate Cleveland yeah. Indian. He, he that play for people who didn't see it, it was Wednesday night. So watch the play, gets a single, does a smart thing, runs to second to make sure the, the second runner scores the from run second. Scores. Yep. And then he gets caught in a rundown. And then the Orioles just had a brain fart. And then to what Jared said, he did not go from second to third on his feet. He slid into second, dusted himself off, yeah. runs to third, almost face third plants. Was wide in, open. Oh, wide open, almost face plants in the third and gets into third base just by getting himself in a pickle. And that is the Cleveland Indians. Yes. And I will say, in fairness to this team, they get big hits in big spots. You can spin the wheel. Reyes is hurt. Reyes got big hits before he got hurt. Naylor's gotten big hits. Ahmed Rosario's gotten big hits. Mm. J-Ram, I mean, many big hits. Even Zimmer's gotten a couple timely hits in there. Everyone's gotten hits in big spots, and that's where this team has flourished. If it's a close game, you love the Tribe. Tribe oh, figures yeah. out their games. Oh, yeah. And can I also say this? I, I really want to hammer this home. I really want to hammer this home. I have been the biggest fan of Bobby Bradley for like three years now, wanting that kid to come up. When are they going to keep him? Now, I understood early on two years ago, three years ago. I, I understood. I understood. But this season did not make any fucking sense to me. I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I never liked the idea of, well, we got to give Bowers one last shot because it's the like, no, 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 no. First of all, let me introduce you to the this thing called the sunken cost fallacy. Have you ever heard of the sunken cost fallacy? Go ahead and Google that. It's kind of like when you're sitting at a at a table gambling or when you've put money into a home and then it just needs more and more and more. And instead of just walking away and cutting your losses, you keep, you keep hoping that it's going to work out. That Sunken cost fallacy. If I just give it a little more money, a little more time, a little more of this, a little tickle, a little massage, maybe it'll work. Ah, fuck that. Why'd they start the season with that? Why? Jake Bauer stunk two years ago, stunk this year, stunk last year, stunk a whole time. Never, never got, somehow got, somehow, um, Oh man, what's that thing called? Somehow got the cycle one year, and other than that, like I, lovely man, nice guy, lovely man, stinks, folks, stinks. Yep. Pure and yep. simple stinks. Yep. yep. Seattle and, and enjoy. Take for care. anyone who said, I mean, and we know Bobby did not have Bobby did not have the greatest, yeah. uh, you know, average and shit going on down in uh, down in Triple A and all that. So we we understand that we understand he was not blown a, but but man. He made a tweak in his he made a tweak in his elbow and where he puts it and where he's in when he he made a tweak to that batting stance is what is what I'm hearing. What and, I and he and he he crossed the threshold numbers wise with Bowers after his first week on the team. There was a great player for the Yankees in the 90s named Bernie Williams. And Bernie Williams struggled in Columbus. I don't could I not hate hit. that you even brought him up right could, now. Could, could not hit. You know and my that wife guy hated as, Bernie Williams, right? No, didn't I? Yes. But as soon as that guy <laughs> came to the Bronx, that guy had a light switch and it turned on. And that's the same thing here. Sometimes you just got to put them out there. And that's the story here. By the way, it doesn't always work out. It did here, though. Um, the last she dated him, I, but, but she married me. So. All right. I see. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I now I get the reference. Bernie Williams, you can come on anytime on the show. 
No, he cannot. Uh, no, he cannot. <laughs> oh, sure, he can. Not a chance in hell. No. He played in Columbus. Listen, he can be on your he can be on your documentary about the Indians and Yankees. Rock. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, but we'll talk about the uh, Sandy Almar home run. So here's the thing about the tribe. Enjoy this. I love this. Realistic me says, just remember, these are bad teams right now. There is a long road ahead. You have not played the Rays yet. After July 4th, don't look at your schedule. Astros in the fourth weekend and go to Tampa. That's a tough week. There's some of those weeks coming, okay? All that to be said, this is a fun team, very likable team, yeah. and I think it's good. Do I think they're going to catch the White Sox? I don't know. But do you think they can slide into that sixth seed? And do you think that once that happens, anything is possible? <laughs> I don't know, Andy. I mean, it was tough starting this year because I was not looking forward to baseball. You know it. I was angry. I'm still pissed. See, about but you're things. back. You're but back. It's, well, it's in my it's in my fucking blood, brother. See, but the but the thing See? is. The thing is, it's because of these guys. It's because of how they're playing. It's because Hunting. they are likable group. Um, and and even and even when we make the joke, Andy, about names that we don't know, about a Mejia <laughs> starting, about you know Cal Quantro getting way more time than you ever would have thought. Right now, even when we talk about this stuff, I'm excited to even watch these guys. I want to watch the development of this team because I know you said this three years ago regarding last year or the year. I can't remember about how I'm excited to, to see them. This is a team that sets up well for the following year. I think this is a team now that is setting up well for next year. Transitioning. There's a transition year. There's a strike looming. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we might not even have a season. Well, that's okay. <laughs> By the way, I don't mean that. Baseball's got to figure out. We're not going to do that today on this podcast. Probably yeah, that's one. something that we're going to have to talk but, about. But. But, but, like, I think this is all good. And, I again, this is a transition year. That's why – when I get asked on Instagram and other things, do you think they're going to beat the White Sox? Ugh, I don't know about that. Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Ugh, I don't know about that. But do I like where they're going? And are they playing above water? Oh, my gosh, yes. And are, is there reason to say hope? Oh, yes, there is. They're in play. That's great. That's um, great. There's aspects of this team that really do throw back to those 90s teams at the moment right now. And I think maybe that's a part of why I'm enjoying this, because this is a team where you get to the sixth inning. Like I'm sitting here and I'm like, OK, they're not hitting the ball and the first two two rotations through. And it's it's frustrating, but it's worth watching them from the sixth. Oh, inning they're on. fun. They're fun. They have two things that are elite. Jose Ramirez. And their bullpen. This bullpen is elite. It is elite. It's and that's amazing. Why you say keep them close. Just if they and can they, keep and they can it win. Yep. close, they can win these games. Oh, those nights are awful. Oh, and and, and two out, no and two drapes. no hitters. <laughs> two no hitters. Yeah, again, draw the drapes. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Woo! And again, again, I know I when I, we always last... say it. We know when we can shut them oh, off. Hey, hey, Sunday. When, once it went five nothing. Oh yeah, see ya. <laughs> yeah, I almost got sucked in though because I was thinking about that comeback. The well, again, yeah. the, the Indians. <laughs> it's enjoying. Great. We'll be doing a show again on Monday. We'll probably talk about how they kicked ass in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Enjoy the ride, real quickly. Then I'm. We can do the wrap up. Yep. There's a big announcement, uh, Cleveland fans. Big announcement. If they play the uh, first Dan Monas for the show. Hey, what's yeah. up, Dan? On Facebook, doing, 
If they can play the Orioles every day and the Indians have a good chance taking division, Dan, I heard that all day today on the Instagram show. There's good news. The Pirates suck just as much as yeah. the fucking Orioles. So there. It's so good news. The, the, and, and Pittsburgh, yes, Pittsburgh can put a bird on their hat. Yeah. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> and yes, you're going to get a cup of coffee in Chicago and Wrigley's no a cupcake. But after that, you play the Twins. Twins think this schedule is not unbearable in the next two weeks. Just cool. Then win them. Uh, you got to win them. That's, that's the key. You got to win them. That, that's why what I saw Wednesday was mm-hmm. wonderful. Yep. That's why what, what I saw Fran I was a saying, little bit frustrated with how it went down uh, against the Mariners, but they really made up for it uh, with this series against yes. the Orioles. Uh, they let the Orioles hang around a lot. Um, in the first two games, that you know, center whatever, fielder but... is tough for the Orioles. Man, oh man, if that guy want they want to ship him out to Mullins, the center fielder for the Orioles can play. He is yeah. a player, really, really talented, and he gave the Indians fits. I agree, with Jared. Again, they got it, but again, this is survive in advance. There's yeah. no sexy points. I mean, that's why even today, it's like I even knew four ones. Like this game is not over. <laughs> and, and again, it got four three. You're gonna have these moments. Pirates, maybe you're up six two. It could be six five. It's okay. You're gonna have this with this kind of team right now. Oh, and did okay. I read some bullshit that a Jose Ramirez is like fourth in voting for third base right now? Oh, it's a, folks, Jose Ramirez is your leader. He is the leader on this team. Fourth Watch in voting. The replay on Wednesday and start voting for Jose Ramirez. I love that guy. Please. I'm yes. gonna start wearing my Jose Ramirez t-shirt. Um, I have it buried somewhere, and I'll find out. And I'll find I, yeah. The There's only a couple of jerseys, Indians wise, that I, I, and which I do not have right now. And well, Jim uh, Tomey is one of them. Mm-hmm. Manny Ramirez is probably one of them, and uh, and I think Jose Ramirez. Jose. Yeah. Okay, quickly. I am excited because it is our time of year as Cleveland fans. We always love a good draft, and the draft party starts with the lottery. Anybody who likes gambling. The lottery is coming soon. I'm scrolling it's, past all it, uh, what you wrote. It up is about so it is so exciting. <laughs> we will be here talking about the numbers, and the analytics going into Monday. <laughs> the big the big ping pong ball drop. I'm just gonna say this once to everybody out there as we all laugh. Because who knows what the hell is gonna happen if the Cavs get the number one pick? The Cavs will become a lot more part of this podcast again. Because it'll be about Kate Cunningham and welcome up the red carpet and excitement. It's funny. The Cavs have been buried and they should. They did not play well down the stretch. But all that changes in one lottery ball. If they get in the top two or three, it will become a story on this show and many others, as it should. Andy, it cannot be overstated how absolutely awful this Cavaliers team has been after the first time LeBron left and after the second time LeBron left. I have zero hope that anyone can figure it out. It drives me nuts. We know that 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 Griff gave up all of the future for that team after we got you know LeBron back, and I get it. I get it that it did not set the team up for success when he left. Who cares? I understand. But at the same time, this team has not done anything outside of the LeBron era one and LeBron era two. So I have no hope. I do not like Kobe Altman still being there. I don't Uh understand it. I don't know. I'm the type of guy right now that is so down on the Cavs. I think they could fuck up the number one pick. There's no Browns OTAs next week, so we will say the Cavs going to preview lottery on Monday. 
that rundown will be clipped and saved. I mean, who? who I mean, who disagrees? I mean, maybe a we'll little. talk about. I more. think maybe I'm being a little hyperbolic. We'll talk about more next week. Oh, that's it. We're done. Uh, no, no. I I want to save this because we've had a very good show, and we need something <laughs> to talk about next week because the Browns are not doing anything. So let's we'll go back. Let's it. talk more about the Browns. We'll save it. How about we'll how about uh, how about a Wusu Koromoa? How about him? He's going to be good, right? I got, we got two first round draft picks, didn't we? It's fucking badass. You remember that night in Cleveland? You remember we were down in that basement bar? You remember that? The cookies were wonderful. Remember we ordered a pizza, got delivered. The cookies were wonderful. Yeah, we did eat cookies too. Ooh. Oh yeah, I couldn't eat the cookies. Yeah, remember gambling? Remember winning money at the Jack? One hundred. Remember, <laughs> remember losing each other? Remember not being able to find a a, a cab ride home until three in the morning? <sighs> remember that? <sighs> We will. This is all for next week. Every, all for next week. All right. Some guy on YouTube that I'm going to well, then you do your Jones your, 25 Frank. Oh, Jared, if you wear sunglasses, you guys would look like the Blues Brothers. All right, dude. Jones 25 Frank. Love the love. So I. I need I need the prescription in mind, and I do have a pair of really nice Ray Bans that kind of yes. resemble Andy's actually. So if I can pay like the two hundred and fifty dollars to get the prescription lenses put into those glasses, which I've been planning on doing for like three or four years now, um, I'm going to make it happen, and then we will we will have the uh, Cleveland and Beyond Blues Brothers podcast. Best treat I did to myself was paying for prescription sunglasses. Best treat I did to myself. I believe With it. Every nickel. I need them. I need them. I, I never needed glasses, and that's what's driving me nuts. It's been like five or six years that I've worn glasses. Stupid. Join me after every tribe game. Mm-hmm. They don't have any days off from mm-hmm. here until I, I think they all start break. So join me after every game. I'll be there. Jeremiah pop in once in a while. Blues Brothers and Beyond's <laughs> right, Dan Monas on Facebook. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Clearly, clearly. And, and Jared's got all sorts of other fancy reads. Um, Andy, I really need to jump on Instagram with you more often, and I apologize. It's just not really it's okay. easy for me right now. I, you know, it's probably for a phone call Jared, Jared, rather Jared, than the end of the podcast. But you know, Jared, Jared's building a little house on the prairie, but it's beautiful. It's and the never-ending project. It's going well. It's going well. It's just taking a long. No, it's beautiful, time. folks. Poor Jared. And his lovely wife, Priscilla, they have this beautiful house. It's going to be beautiful. And it's being built in a sand glass with tiny sand spectacles. <laughs> Poor Jared. Every week he goes, we're closer. <laughs> He's like, that's five steps backwards. It's the Poor same Jared. thing I say when I'm on a golf course, when I when I hit the ball and duff it and it goes 10 feet. You know, I'm, cl- I'm closer to the hole. So that's good. <laughs> in, 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 in fairness, what Jared is feeling with this house is what I've been feeling about with work. And work's going actually well, but I, I every time I, I'm so behind on things. So anyways. Uh, let's see here. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and beyond. Follow us on Twitter at CLE and beyond. Shoot us an email, Andy and Jared at gmail.com, J-A-R-I-D. Uh, follow the show on clevelandbeyond.net. Got the website. Podcast is right there for you. Or follow us wherever podcasts are found. We're brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland Sports Reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. And we are proud to be a part of Evergreen Podcasts. Andy, final thoughts. 
Enjoy the summer off, Browns fans. More Cavs preview, just to tickle Jared Watson's fancy. I'm going to start reading about college footballs. We're going to have a normal college football year. And I think it'd be a good time in July to get into college football before we get into Browns mode. Because once the Browns get back into camp, I get the feeling that's all we're going to talk about. Hey, did you hear? But there's a there's a Longhorn who decommitted. Is that going to happen a lot now? There's a lot of I I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I don't either. I think I'm one of the rare people. You want to you want to get it right. You want to get it right. JVS Hard, you're checking in real late on Facebook. We miss you, brother. Watch the replay. Yeah, watch the replay. Click every device. Oh, uh, Ohio legislature voting on, uh, and I don't know what happened with it, and I don't know whether it went through or not, but Ohio legislature was voting on uh, uh, college players maintaining their the rights to their identities and shit like that too. So important uh, stuff. Yes. A lot of states are doing that's one of the few things that the Ohio legislature is doing without their heads up their butts. Oops, this is not a political podcast. We will not go into it. Uh, he's Andy Pillman. <laughs> I'm Jared Watson. Thanks for tuning in. Cleveland and Beyond. Talk again soon. Go Browns. Sipping, Go Tribe. Sipping champagne for the winds of the fall. Get on board. Until then, let's all get on the Tribe bandwagon. We love them so much. Lottery, 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 lottery. What's the line from uh, from uh, uh, Major League to who the fuck are these guys? Major in, League. What enjoy Juneteenth. It. It's a wonderful it's a holiday. It's a great holiday. It's also special to Clevelanders. The five year anniversary of the Cavs winning 6 19 16. Five year anniversary coming up. Enjoy it. Take care. Talk again soon. Love you all. Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.